When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I am excited to be here. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. It's your girl Jessie Mae. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I It's a little late this week because I have been driving cross country from LA and I am now in my childhood bedroom in Syracuse, New York. I went from LA to Syracuse and I'm drinking red wine because I'm a grown ass bitch. Let me take a little sip for you guys. Mm, this wine is so good. It was on sale at uh, the liquor store here. Uh, what do we call our liquor store? It's like uh, some uh, Harborview Liquors. And this wine is a Nero d'Avola, which is one of my favorite reds, Sicilian wine. It's called Prodigo or Prodigo. Prodigo. <laughs> Sounds like something you do to my dad. You probably should prodigo. Wake him up a bit. Uh, it's Prodigo, Nero d'Avola. Love this wine. I bought like six bottles because it was on sale from Harborview Liquors. And I like to have stuff stocked at my mom's house so I don't have to go to Wegmans every time. Ain't gonna go to Wegmans. I love Wegmans. Best grocery store in the country. Maybe the world. But I don't like to have to go every single time. So I'll buy some like oats and I'll have some like, you know, organic powders and shit like protein powders and some like you know macaronis and stuff just so I have a little bit of nourishment so I don't have to go to the grocery store um and and last time I was home had a super sale on red wine and bought six bottles of it and you know I left the liquor store feeling like an alcoholic I have to be honest knowing I wasn't one left one feeling like one because I had six bottles of wine I knew were mine and uh that can that can you know fuck with your psyche a little bit i'm up here speaking of fucking with your psyche i'm in my childhood bedroom (laughs) drove cross country made a stop in uh first stop was in utah monroe utah my favorite place maybe one of my favorite places in the country mystic hot springs so magical you guys probably if you've followed my social media you could see photos of it there's a picture of me in a unicorn mask in the hot springs it's just magical it's been featured in all sorts of travel shows and uh, a couple different tv shows it's a cool spot in monroe utah slept there overnight hot as hell no ac in the cabin holy fuck and then i drove to colorado i stayed in a town called canyon city colorado very high they call colorado denver specifically the mile high city it's mile above sea level you get how that works uh And I went to Canyon City and I drove up this mountain and it's just like this winding road. I'm in my Range Rover Evoque. Shout out to Range Rover. Uh, The best car. I love my Evoque. And I took this car that's compact, well-built and badass like myself. Drove it up this windy ass mountain road. Got to the cute cabin because I like to stay in cabins. When I'm on the road, like I don't want to always be in hotels You know, I'm in hotels all the time. I like to stay in places that one day I hope to have for myself. (laughs) You know, I want an RV. I want a cabin. I want nature. And I will have that. Not hopefully. I will have it. I'm working towards it now. 
And so I get to this cabin. It's literally like built by the guy who owns the property, I'm assuming, because you can just see like the hammer strokes in the wall. (laughs) And it's just this beautiful cabin overlooking the valley. I call everything a valley because I don't know what's the difference. Um, And, you know, it was hot. So it was a little difficult to go to sleep. Not too, too hot, but I eventually fell asleep. And we got there about nine o'clock at night, me and the dogs. I should mention that I went cross country with all my dogs, Carlin, my pit boxer mix, Chaplin and Bunny, my two Chihuahua mixes, and all three of us, four of us, I can't do math. I'm also a little Sicilian drunk right now. We went cross country together. And so we're in the cabin, got there about nine o'clock, fell asleep about midnight. I woke up at one o'clock in the morning with the worst headache. Like just one side of my head, so much pressure, and then I couldn't breathe, and I felt dizzy. My equilibrium was off. I felt disoriented and a little panicky because I couldn't breathe and didn't know what was happening. Googled WebMD. WebMD said I was dying. So <laughs> you have a your toenails itchy. You're dying. Um, equilibrium off. You're already dead. You're on the other side. You're in the ether. You're in, you know, you're in the further. Ask the old lady how to get home. Follow her, the sound of her voice. I mean, I was just like <laughs> dead. But it turns out I had altitude sickness. I had never experienced that before. And, you know, I sat around from like 1.30 in the morning till about 3 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't take it anymore. And, like, I had to meet my boyfriend the next day. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be so tired. I need to get some sleep. How am I going to do this? Should I stay? Should I go? It literally was just like, you know, a cheap trick song. And I was like, all right, I can't stay any longer because my head's going to pop off like a fucking dandelion. And I left at three o'clock in the morning, drove down the fucking mountain, found a truck stop and slept in my car like a fucking vagabond. And my dogs, people must have thought that I, a divorce ended abrupt, like a a relationship ended abruptly. And I just took my dogs and left. (laughs) If they looked into the car and saw me just sleeping (laughs) they were probably like oh meth got another one uh but I I made it I just never knew I was never um exposed to altitude sickness before I'm very sensitive I'm sensitive about motion like on the chill in the most cruise I got motion sick um in cars I get motion sick like I'm very sensitive and it was just I, I didn't realize altitude sickness was a thing girl girl it's a real thing I felt it it was a lot but I made I made it through y'all I made it through and then I was in Kansas went from Utah to Colorado to Kansas Kansas to Indianola Iowa to uh to come see Michigan to Syracuse pretty quick trip it's hard to make it in shorter than five days I'm gonna be honest if you guys are going cross country and the other thing I'm gonna tell you Wake up early. Wake up early, as early as you can. Go to a local diner. Don't do a Perkins or a fucking Denny's or IHOP. Sorry. Uh, go to a mom pa diner, Greasy Spoon. Find like a local brunch spot. It's always worth it. Eat your lunch on the road so you can make some good time to get to where you're going so you can have a good dinner. Those are my two main points, I would say. Wake up early, get a good breakfast, and get arrive early so you can have a good dinner. And... You know, I found this one spot in Monroe, Utah called the Cowboy Corral. 
It is just as hillbilly as you can imagine. I walk in. This lady had like a bouffant hairdo. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was like, good, I'm going to get some breakfast. She was like, it's a breakfast buffet. I was like, dope. In my mind, I'm like, waffles, eggs, you know, like all the other good, delicious things. I'm going to stock up. I go to the buffet, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, biscuit, coleslaw. It's like, it it was already lunchtime. And I was like, fuck, but you know when you want a waffle so fucking bad? And I was like, ah, fuck it. So... Yo, I had the best fried chicken of my life at this place. Sometimes shit on the road, when, when you're in transit or you're just exposing yourself to new stuff, it feels so much better than maybe it actually really is. But no, I mean, the feeling is real. So there's no alternative. Whatever it is in the moment, that is the actuality. And I think it has to do with just being exposed to something new in the moment and it's exciting. And so like me just having like this fried chicken at like 10:30 in the morning in this little hillbilly restaurant called the Cowboy Corral where there were three dudes who looked like they were straight out of Oh Brother were out thou playing music. I was in heaven. I fucking loved it. And I and and I I think I want to drive cross country once every year. I love it. Back and forth especially if I have some time to explore and see things. I love traveling. I love being on the road. Um, it, it's just, I, I discover new things about myself. I'm more creative. I clear my mind. I work through problems in my brain, in my soul. And I just always come out the other side of these cross-country trips. This is my second one. Feeling um, a little bit lighter and discovering something about my creativity that I didn't know before like I've I've realized I want to play guitar I know it sounds crazy I'm not gonna like start a band and I probably won't be good enough to sing a song and play but it makes me happy just like smoke a blunt and play guitar like I was jamming out with my man and I was like yo this is pure happiness right now just a little high in Kansas with a guitar and jamming with my boo thing yeah life is okay but um Speaking of life being okay, I'm in Syracuse. I'm going to be visiting my father. That's why I drove cross country so I could see him because he has Alzheimer's. You guys probably know if you've been following my journey, listening to my podcast and following my Instagram and all of that. Um, If you don't know I'm on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Jesse May Peluso on Instagram. Queefy May on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm a lot of fun. Follow me on all those things. And uh, I have decided to be candid about what I'm experiencing with my father because I'm realizing a lot of people are going through Alzheimer's with loved ones and you know it's a difficult thing and so I want to share what I experienced with him it also helps me heal talking about it and uh, being in the moment with it and realizing it's the truth right now it's my truth it's his truth it's our reality uh makes it hard to hide from it even though I do try to hide from the fact that he has Alzheimer's, I definitely try and, uh, deny it sometimes, which is also a natural emotion. You know, it's one of the stages of death you deny. And essentially he's dying slowly. As sad as that is, as macabre as that sounds, you know, I'm, I have to mourn pieces of my dad every time I see him because I lose a little bit of him. But at the same breath, I try and find joyful moments with him because he's so goofy now. He's like a child, he told me he had a girlfriend on the phone. I was like, you got a girlfriend? This motherfucker's living in a home. He doesn't have a girlfriend, but you have to go with it. Their reality is the truth. Whatever they experience, their world, it's their world as they know it. And I was like, how do you know you got a girlfriend, dad? He's like, because I touched her vagina. And that's when I learned not to ask questions about my dad's girlfriend, <laughs> imaginary or not. Ha <laughs> ha 
Oh man, I just broke into a sweat. <laughs> Hilarious podcast is up and running. I apologize for the sound last week. I bought some new equipment. And I fear that there may be something wrong with some of the new stuff I bought because there's some severe um, feedback noises that have happened on the last episode of Hilarious. So I apologize. Please bear with me. I've got my uh, producers working on it and, and fixing it. Hopefully we can fix it and edit it. Uh, I hired a guy to help me out with that. And also, uh, I want to put a new Hilarious episode up because uh, or I want to put a new episode up, but there seems to be some more feedback issues with the other episode that I recorded. So bear with hilarious we're gonna figure it out but in the meantime we're here at sharp tongue sharp tongue's chilling we're good uh i listened to this episode i didn't hear any feedback please let me know if you heard some so i can fix my equipment but this episode was a lot of fun features one of my good comedy friends a musical genius an all-around great guy and new dad relatively new dad um you guys have probably seen him on my weeds day shows which are every wednesday on facebook and instagram live where i puff puff the the green the green goblin and answer your questions and entertain you for a little bit while I'm high sometimes I read animal facts sometimes I sing songs with my friend who is on this episode today Mr. Avery Pearson and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode we talk about a lot of fun shit and he's a great dude and I had a blast I honestly had a really great time sometimes people say that and they don't mean it I mean it this episode thanks for sticking around guys it means the most Enjoy Mr. Avery Pearson. <laughs> Ding! Do you normally come in with a sound cue? Yeah, I usually I can't start unless there's a count in. So I usually, <laughs> on most of my uh, podcasts, it goes like, two, three, four... Hey guys, it's Avery Pearson. Um, I'm here <laughs> on Sharp Tongue Podcast. You are. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Have you done the Sharp Tongue Podcast? Um, I feel like I should know this. I think maybe once a you while sure? ago. I don't, I'm not. I can look it up. Or hey guys, if you're looking for someone to do at home, check and see if I did it before. <laughs> Hit us back. Uh, you know, tag me at Avery Funny. <laughs> Uh, shows I'm promoting are so and so and such and such. Welcome, Avery. Thanks We've for done having me. So much together. We're having a ball. We are. We're doing the most. Yeah. How do you sleep? Not. Not. Do you Do you get sleep? Not a lot. I mean, I do and I don't. So there are. To be honest, like, so the reason Jesse's asking us because I have a 16 month old baby. His See, you're such a parent. You said 16, 16 months old. I made a rule about this. What? There's a reason that they do months by months because to any other parent, if I said 13 month, they go, oh, okay, so they're not walking yet. They're just kind of futzing around. I go 16 month, they go, oh, okay, he's progressing a little bit. So then it's, a, it's an my, indication of, in, of evolution? Like level of, level of his intelligence and his movement ability. And so, but my rule is it, you can do the months until it's a year and a half. Okay, write this down. Months <laughs> until a year and a half. Yeah. And then from 18 months to 24 months. It's a year and a half. It's a year and a half. Or he's almost two. But so and then you can say he's two, and then you cannot say he's 23 <laughs> months, or you cannot say 27 months. People do that. I, how many months am I? I'm like, a, I'm not 10 million months. You're so many months. I have so many months. Well, we let's figure it out. Doing that. What's 12 times? Uh, how old am I? I'm 30. God. I'm going to be 37. Okay, I'm going to do the math right oh, now. Oh, God. Hollywood You're be... just fired me. <laughs> I didn't even make it yet. <laughs> Fired you. You're a guy. I, you're probably going to get an Oscar just for your age. I probably won't start working for another 10 years. This is great. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be burned alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, 37. Yeah, yeah. She's a witch. Why? Because she's trying to make it in Hollywood after 30. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kill her. 
<laughs> how do we do this? I don't even know how to do math. You just go 12 times, times 12? 30, 37. Yeah. What's that? 444. Oh, my God. How auspicious. No, but that's only one year. 12 months. 12 months. Times 37 years. So what does that mean? That's, thir- so that's, that's how many months old I am. Really? How'd you do in math in high school? Horrific. I can tell. I had, I honestly had a, um, a math tutor until I basically barely passed high school. They were did like, just Kumon? go. I did not do Kumon. That sounds mm. like a Moana character. It is. <laughs> Who the hell's Kumon? It's a Moana song. It's <laughs> Moana. a circle of Moana. <laughs> I'd be better at Hawaiian math than I would be at like regular math. You'd be like, just, how you... many hula scoops should I wear? How many coconuts on my dits? <laughs> That's <laughs> yours. <laughs> I say hula scoops. Yeah, dude. Those are coconuts. Or hula scoops. How many hula scoops should How I wear? How many hula scoops should I? I they actually asked me to write uh, Moana. Oh my before god. Lin Manuel and I. That was my. I was like, okay, I got a great song. It's called Hula Scoops. And they go, what? And I goes like, I said, Hula scoops are in you. Hula scoops are on you. Guess what? I just. I'll just show myself out. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Okay. Thank you, you wanna, so much. Do you w- want to know w- my M- WMCAA. What? My month age is yeah yeah I do four twenty. <laughs> of course it is. It's four twenty. Young bitch. I'm so <laughs> yeah. cute. That's awesome. Are you really four hundred twenty months old? Four hundred twenty months old. Is that old. exactly because it's not how many? It's not if that's your birthday today. No, my birthday's September sixteenth. My birthday's September 9th. Are you Virgo? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, bitch. You, you bet. Slut. <laughs> Are you anal retentive? I'm the worst. Yeah. Can you actually you can just turn that book just a little bit to the left. I know, Perfect. Honestly, just make it line parallelograms. Are you the, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, things gotta be, like, look how clean I laid my piano out on your table. It was, it, the way you rolled that, you rolled it out. First of all, I've never seen somebody roll a fucking piano out. Oh, you've never out. seen a Rihanna, Rihanna, roll pull. Here's what I like about this, is that you're making notes, and so far, why it says Virgo and Moana. Why? I'll Don't do what I want. Do you know what? There's so many things to look at. Picture. It's, it's to inspire you. Oh, cool. All right. Did you um, happen to see <laughs> that my... weird faced guy <laughs> behind you? Who is that guy? Where? Oh, this is a painting. This is a, uh, a sketch of my a photo of my father that uh-huh. I did when I was high. Yeah. And my friend Laura when says it's kid. terrifying. Yeah. You're you're a good you're a good artist. This is terrible, but I mean I just I framed it because I love my dad and I also like to scare my friends when they come into the yeah. house. It's basically it's like a younger version of your father and it looks like he's saying, What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Or he's trying he's either got gas or he's doing a Robert De Niro impression. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking to me? What are you, what are you talk what are, what are you talking to me for? I but I, I wish I had the photo here because you could see like the how really horribly <laughs> done. It's not really that great no. of a uh, photo. No, you're doing great. What is, like, I don't know how you're able to balance everything right now and and have a child because you have the 88 show. Yeah, the 88 show. That's my you, baby. That's my first That's, that's your baby. baby, yeah. You also, you perform in the goddamn comedy jam. Mm-hmm. You're one of the, you know, in string, in, in strings, in instrumental parts. Is that the word? A musician. Yeah. Yeah. In instrumental, yep. literally and figuratively, an instrumental part of that. Yeah. You are. But I do s- prefer instrumission. Instrumission. Yeah. What's instrumission? It's an instrumental musician. <laughs> uh, whoa. Yeah. You're witty as fuck. Coffee. I'm writing it down. Yeah. I'm really writing. Okay. It down. Yeah. I just got a t-shirt idea for you. Um, oh. Witty AF. 
Did you just choke? <laughs> choke. Oh, I'll just ask. Witty AF, stupid AF. <laughs> Did a frog just crawl on yeah. your neck? <laughs> What's honestly, yeah. what is your biggest challenge? Because yeah. you're on the grind. You're on the the like you're on the glow up. Do you know what the glow up is? Mm-mm. It's just kind of like when you go from being basically Amber Rose b- before and now. Now she's on the glow up because she's not a stripper anymore. What so, it, my past life was just like yeah I don't strip. know like, I used to like show my tits a bit. street performer okay yeah yeah fair enough yeah, yeah now yeah. you're like satin sheet performer right you know what I'm saying like yeah. you on the glow up oh thanks so thanks, how are Jesse. you able to balance all of that like for people out there who feel you know I feel like we're fortunate because we sort of have figured out what we want to do in our life and yeah. we're making money doing that yeah we don't have bosses anymore this is our gig yeah but in the same breath it takes a lot. To balance all of that. Yeah. And now you've got a son, 17,000 months old. Yeah, is at least, yeah. I mean, give or take. Give or take a thousand. I'm bad at math. Yep. How are you able to put energy into your art and your child? And does your child become your art in turn? Yes. Uh, so the child has become, he's been very uh, inspirational for me. He's become a little bit of a muse. Um, How so? So a lot of my material is about how being a, being a new father and not being prepared to be a father. So like, it's pretty apropos that you're asking me this because it's like y- your life shifts and you rise to the occasion or you don't. Yeah. You know? like, or you just fucking you panic. Suck and that, you go to the bottle. So anyone who didn't have a father grow up, I know why. It's really hard. It's really. It's not that your father doesn't love you. It's just that he's tired. <laughs> He just wants a nap. It's so fucking it's, hard. You know, um, imagine all those times, like even if you had great parents and you went up to your dad and your dad, please, please play with me, you know, throw a ball. He's so, t- I'm so tired. So tired. I'm so tired. Uh, but also, Cole just learned how to play soccer and he calls it sock. And we set up a net oh. in his nursery. And so he's learning to kick it. He just, he can shelf, he can top shelf a, go- a goal. What, does can, that, what does that even mean? Can, I'm a uh, girl. He get, that I'm has a typical, nothing to do with I know, him. I know. 2018. 20, 2020. 2019. 20, 20, 20, 19, 20, 20, it was 2020. <laughs> and Jesse made Pawuso. Pawuwo. Pawuwo. Joey May Pawuwo. This Young, movie. Oh, I know. Remember Mel that Brooks. scene? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, yeah. So, you, I think you rise to the occasion. And uh, I was a dude and now I'm a dad. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. quote of the pod. Dude, dad. Hashtag dude, dad, whenever you watch this. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's so good. Well, that's a t-shirt. You used to be, I used to, to, to just do whatever I want. And, and there is a lot of that. And there's no way that I, I even remotely close to being able to raise this kid without my incredible wife. Yeah, you guys so I'd like were to thank a team my wife. before. We were a team before, and she's wonderful. And it, it, it takes a little bit to figure out the timing of like who's going to take him at certain points of the day, who's going to wake up in the middle of the night. And she was incredible. Because you both are all she kind of in the, the same industry. She we teaches are. acting. She's an actress. She's, uh, she's an actor, yeah. She's just and an incredible musician. actor. Uh, not a musician. No, okay. Would be the first to say that. Yeah. She's terrible. <laughs> she's she really, terrible? it's offensive. <laughs> As a instrument, as an instrusician, it's instrusition. it's disgusting. Okay, fair okay. enough. Uh, she's in the in the arts. She's in the arts. She's a brilliant actor, and um, you know, uh, she once she had uh, Cole, she like you know looked like a pregnant woman, so she yeah. had to stop acting. So that was really hard. 
So what did she do? Did you have to work more? Did she work? I mean, obviously she we worked both, less. We both worked. We both had side jobs. Well, Oof. she had a side job when she wasn't able to work in acting. Um, and she had just done like Criminal Minds in a movie with Clayton Crawford and was doing really well. And then like knocked her up. <laughs> and and was there like a, a conversation where did you guys like when you found out, did you freak out? That we had a kid? Yeah. Oh, we were like trying. you were pregnant. We were trying. Oh, to. you were trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. How, like... I was trying when I was a door guy at the improv, making $10 an hour. Why were you trying so hard when you were struggling? Like... Because you got a... Well, one, uh, to be perfectly honest, she was in her early 30s, so it was like, you know, you got a... There's like a physio... There's a physical thing. You yeah, because nature's a cunt. Nature's a... Yeah, I'm not going to say that word. Because, you can say it. No, I'm not. Pregnant. Okay. Cunt. Pregnant. Nature's a pregnant cunt. <laughs> And she's just T-shirt jumping idea. babies Number everywhere. Three. T-shirt idea. Pregnant cunt. Do dad. And what was the first one? <laughs> the first one was... Uh, Instrusition. Witty as fuck. Witty as fuck. Okay, cool. <laughs> Got it written down. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because most people panic when they're on the rise up. And then you guys were like, let's add another <laughs> responsibility. It's way harder. <laughs> it looks really difficult. I mean, I'm looking yeah. around you. I'm seeing people that haven't even fucking touched the stage yet. Let's double down. <laughs> I know. I don't want to sleep on top of not being like, I mean, yeah, I guess I was out of the club six nights a week before we got pregnant. And then once the call came, like it went down to once a week and then I would tour with Adam Ray, yep. who you just had on. Um, and that would be hard on her. And um, why do we want to do it? I mean, we both wanted kids and we talked about it and we decided that we were going to be married for a year and then discuss it. And we started chatting about it a little bit and I was the one that went, um, let's do it. Let's just go for it. It's, it just felt right. It just felt like the other thing wow. to do. And we have this incredible kid now. He is like so truly, truly, no shit. cute. Yeah, he looks like he belongs on a jar of baby food. Yeah. If you guys have Instagram pulled out and go on at Avery Funny, and in my highlights, there's something that says Olympics. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've, seen I've ever created. <laughs> the video uh, is with the uh, yeah. soccer ball. It's no, it, that's funny too. But this is one where he's going from it's the <laughs> toy box vault. Oh yeah. You guys commentary. Yeah, yeah. So he climbs from the toy box to the. Don't give it all away. Okay. No, it's it's a suspenseful athletic moment. It is. It is beautiful, and the and the look on his face is amazing. So it's in my highlights. It's the first little (laughs) circle thing, and you'll get an idea because it's rewarding, you know, because he's so incredible. You raise this kid, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm actually all right. I'm actually like decent because I have this amazing kid, and he looks like me, so I also must be an Olympian. Do you feel moments where you're becoming your parents? You- oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Are you close with your parents? I am close with okay. my parents. So that's, so that's beneficial. My This happened this morning. So my dad <laughs> used to come home. He would travel a lot. He was a trade lawyer, so he'd travel all over the world. What's a trade lawyer? International trade. So like when, company, uh, company, when companies and countries have to... Uh, this is the funniest thing. I've been <laughs> his kid forever, and I don't think I can adequately explain <laughs> what it is that he does. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. So he... This is... Okay, so he deals with tariffs, tariffs. and trades. Yeah. And basically what happens, and dumping. Oh, man, that sounds like my dad. You know dad. about dumping. I know all about it. First thing in the morning First and four, day, four times after that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think we have the same train. We should call each other. I know. Yeah. We should get our dump schedules. FaceTime. <laughs> um, so he, so basically companies, let me see if I can explain this. Okay. I'm not as smart as he is. So if I had a product in Canada, let's call it, let's say, um, doorknobs. Whoa. And we make doorknobs in Canada. Got and then it. a company in Korea wants to sell doorknobs in Canada. Fuck you. 
the price they they cannot sell it cheaper than the market rate because that's called dumping, I think. And so what happens is the country Canada puts tariffs on it to increase the expense of it or something or like if you're Korea, you, a Korean company, you have to pay tariffs. So his job is to deal with the companies and the Canadian government to essentially, through the law, figure out what the fair rate is and what's fair and what constitutes something. So if there's a pillow, is it a toy or is it actually a pillow? Or is it a weapon? And what subjects... Right. I mean, and if you've <laughs> ever had an intense pillow fight with Jesse, which I have... You barely it's survive. A weapon. It's, it's a weapon. It's a weapon. I don't care if it's feather. They're just distracting more than anything because she'll kick you in the nuts and you you'll feel the toes. Good lung capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better yeah. hold your breath. Yeah, she does not She does not cut her nails before those <laughs> fights. It is dark, dark and scratchy. So that's, that's what my dad That's pretty impressive. Did. You yeah. did a good job. I think so. Yeah. I think I might have gotten the terms totally wrong backwards, but I have no idea. I think it was good. So my dad would come home after being away for a long time and like he's tired and then there would be like, you know, <laughs> shoes or school bags right in front of the door. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Oh, oh hell boy. no. Goodbye. Goodbye, Good. baby. Goodbye, Where's shoes. Where's the sharpened Where are knife? Your loot? Yeah, shoot. Exactly. Where is the knife? So I don't know what kind of upbringing <laughs> you had. There, were no, there was no knife throwing. But what there was in my home was if those, those shoes, he would kick them so far <laughs> that you'd be like, Oh, they're at the back door. Maybe I left them at the back door. And I came in from the back. I must have left them at the back door. And you'd be like, oh, they're in my shoes. So it's actually kind of kind of him. And then if there was a bag, we'd have a basement. And there was a sort of like circular stairway. And there was like an open down to drop down into the basement. So he would just take that bag. And even he would, it wouldn't, if there's glass in it, it didn't matter what it was. If there was a bomb that would ignite by touching it, it wouldn't have made a difference. He would just take that bag and boom goes a dynamite. <laughs> Boom! Down. And so recently, I came home, I'm and dying. I was tired, oh. and I was lugging, I was lugging coal, and then there were shoes, and I just <laughs> wailed them across the, and it turned out they were my shoes. They were my shoes. Um, but I wear shoes that look like women's shoes. I have peach shoes. Do you see the peach shoes? Yeah, your shoes yeah. are great. I got light Giant blue and women. peach. Yeah. What, what do you got, like uh, Montenegro women in your house? What do you mean? Giant. I mean, if a woman has those shoes, it's a big then feet. She's got, yeah, well... Selling it out. Mary yeah, those giant shoes. feet. You just chucked them across. Just goodbye. Good night, Saigon. What about like great when, musical? What? <laughs> when it comes to parenting, like, yeah. do you find yourself saying things, or right. you know, like, what what kind of mom was your mom? Uh, my mom was incredibly nice and kind, and understanding, and loved me and my sister more than anything in the world. Stay at home. Uh, she worked. She was stay at home for a bit. Um, she would worked when I was very young, and then. My dad was law, in law school, and so they would sort of trade off. So my mom would work, and then she raised me for a few years and had my sister. And then she got a job in a law firm as like a file for person. Terrible. Like this company was awful to her. It was like bad Me Too shit. Like they were Whoa, just... Whoa, yeah, people yeah. getting harassed? And this totally. was like the this 80s, the early, 90s? Mid-80s, mid-80s. I mean, that's when it was hot. People was, were getting finger blasted just, by the copier. You could just grab them. <laughs> Grab them by the tits the and twist. People were just titty whistling. Women, <laughs> they were just grabbing nipples. Yeah, and Sheila, you don't have the progress reports. <laughs> What's our process? What's our tune in Tokyo? What's our profit margin? Whoa, looks like it's going up. Your it looks vagina. Like a yeah, I mean, I don't think that happened. Happy vagina. It's so, interesting that your parents yeah. were kind of in the same place that you and wifey are with with mm. Cole. Well, you got to remind yourself that you know, like. Because my, my parents did well, and, they, and they, they work hard, and, and they end up doing really well, and I'm really proud of them. My dad's, he's successful, and he does well. And, and this I, is in Canada. You were yeah, raised in Canada. I was raised in Toronto, in yep. Canada. Um, 
And yeah, he was just, they're just great parents. It's Loving. funny because like in comedy, I'm always like, God, I wish he would have hit me. <laughs> I know. I want someone to fight against. I need a little edge. I do. My yeah. comedy needs an edge. Why it does not they get child abused? Yeah. So I make it about me, how I was like too pampered <laughs> to raise a kid. Like I, I do the, and I'm not equipped to be a father. I'm like. I grew up in Toronto. My parents. Sing it. Why don't you oh, give yeah. us? I mean, okay. we got the keyboard. Oh, yeah. Grew up in Toronto. My parents were too nice to me. They gave me allowance till I was 33. <laughs> All I ever spent that on was weed. <laughs> I'm not equipped to be a father. I can barely take care of myself. I'm vegan and I'm fat. How the <laughs> heck did I manage that? I eat mac and cheese at 4 a.m. <laughs> fat. So. And your Rihanna rollout piano. Mm -hmm. This is a and shout out to the good people at Rock and Rollout. You don't sponsor me, but you should. Well, we're going to make that happen. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to email them. I would really appreciate that. I'm going to email them and tell them to endorse you. Well, let me tell you something. I take this. This is a... Is it a child's a thing? Foot, yeah, it's for kids. It's a hand it's called a hand roll piano. It's two feet long, and I take it on the road with me to practice in the hotel room because lugging around a piano is a pain in the ass. Like when you tried to get me a gig I, to I tried travel to get you a big, world, to come with like, me to Beirut. I'm like, he travels light. I'm and you like, go, no, no I, I don't. don't. <laughs> Ah. That's why I have rep because I'm like I don't want that gig. <laughs> I'm like let's not negotiate that later. It's a no, and I'm saying no to your money. No, and you don't want to like pay fifty dollars to put a piano on a flight. That would be unreasonable, and no one has budget for fifty dollars. Oh, so yeah, I do travel heavy, but it's convenient. It is convenient, yeah. super convenient. S not as convenient as the rollout, rocket rollout, hand roll piano by the good people at some Asian company. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's, it is a little bit hard to play with. On a Saturday. Okay. I was not thinking that's where you were going. I thought no, it was going to be know. like a journey situation. I'm not going to sing journey. We don't have the rights to that. <laughs> we don't. It's it the sharp dunk box, so not the deep pockets $6. podcast. Yeah. We have $6. Welcome to the deep pockets podcast with Jesse and Peluso. <laughs> Do you prefer Jesse or Jesse May? You know, I like Jess, Jesse. Is your full name Jesse May or is, yeah. it, is it two words? It's Jesse May. It's yeah. one word. Like share. I'm the share of comedy. Now, do you like when people call you Jess, Jesse, Jesse May, May, Jamay, May Jess, Messy J? <gasps> Can I call you Messy J? Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Done. We found it. All right. That was it. Messy they used J. to call me Crazy J in high school. I mean, I see that. Did you have a high school nickname? You do have a high uh, hair. Oh, yeah. Ponytail. This is a situation. That's crazy, yeah. I mean, this is insane. Can you whip it? Oh. And you can go. Mm hmm. Do all your uh, millennial stuff. Oh, yeah. All my millennial stuff. Listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen. Don't even come at me with all that attitude. Oh, crrr. And of course, the phone ringer goes and of off. Course, boop, boop. <laughs> I don't know how to turn. I'm so technologically silent. This, this. I'm afraid if I push a oh, silent button don't. on my computer, yeah. that we're just going to be talking for an hour and literally only for our, our own good enjoyment. We're doing great. What? Um. So if you're like, how do I say this? Kindly, gently. I'm emotional. How do you know you're not going to become a bad dad? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, that's a great I'm just question. Kidding. 
You don't. But think about it. I mean, like, my parents were super nice, and they were kind and gave me every advantage in the world. But no. they must have had some downfall. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, like... My parents are great, but, you know, I can... There's always a thing. You know, parents, you, 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 you do your best. I think that's the thing is, is you do your best. You do do your best. The are people- you still on an a allowance and you don't want to say how they failed you? What? Are you still on an allowance and you don't want to say how they failed you? I'm not on an allowance. Okay. With my parents? Yeah. No. Okay. I was, I, no. All right. I was cut off. I, I'm no, my bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was my fault. But it was a while ago. It was. But it's funnier to say that it happened recently. <laughs> I also have a song called Diabetes, but it's funnier. It, uh, but it, I have pre-diabetes, it's, but it's funnier you do. to say, yeah. I mean, it just means I need to eat more lettuce. Mm. So yeah, they were bad parents because now I'm dying. Stop. I'm kidding. I'm Did you like, hmm. was your parents. Toronto diet like our American diet, just breads, cheese, meats, yeah, sugary cereals. Well, here's the thing: the sugar levels are way different in Canada. So the stuff that you, the stuff that the Coca Cola here and in Canada are different. Like lower sugar levels. Lower sugar in Canada, yeah. Really? It's healthy because it's crazy here. Exponentially lower. Size, size of stuff is bigger gener- generally. Yeah. You know, especially in the south, of course, that's just sort of like um, a localism there. But like really across the board, I remember my family and I used to go down to New York. It was like we're like holy shit! The food is big. There's it's so, huge. It's huge. So it is. It is different. Things are a little smaller, and the sugar levels are lower, and they taste a little different, especially if they're created in Canada because the um, the health standards are different. And I would imagine it's that more like, European. Than yeah, the, yeah. I would imagine that the um, my dog is just aggressively. I thought he was like licking his butthole, but you guys can't hear it. But no, he's just, just been going at near his butthole. Um, I would imagine like the overall statistics of like diabetes and all that are lower in Canada as well. I have no idea. Maybe I not. got it because my I don't eat well. It's like type two. So like I that means you did it to yourself. Type one is like you're born with it. Type two <laughs> is You did it to yourself, you did. That's why it really hurts and you're gonna die young. I'm kidding, I'm fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> I swim. You swim? Yeah. You look like you've dropped some LBs, brother. I mean, probably not. No? No. And also... Did you just adjust your beard? You say that. I think I'm sitting up here. Watch. Oh, yeah. It all just came back. <laughs> when I slouch, you really see who I am. Yeah, no, I know. The fact that whenever people tell me that I've lost weight, I know that I must have been incredibly fat no, the last time they saw me. No, But I'm no. not thinking you're insulting me. No. But I don't feel like... I don't walk around... I don't have like a positive body image thing. I don't think... I don't feel like I'm... Super, like, a great body. I think I have a really nice... Uh, Personality? Like, like um, just, like, within the ears and chin and uh, and the hair. Like, if I was just some sort of floating orb, I'd really like it if I could just be a floating orb. <laughs> like, just head. a face? Yeah, just head. But above the neck fat. <laughs> above just one chin. That's, that's why that's I have a beard. That's my dreams. That's why I have a beard. It's a fat man's jawline. Uh, it, yeah, like you, you create. A, yeah, you create a jawline. Yeah, yeah. This it's is a, a jawline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it was not there, you'd be like, "What a tubby blubby." No, you've got a really good like fat guy beard. You said it. I feel like I can say it. Yep. you can say cunt. I can say fat guy not beard. Say it. Okay. Well, I just went right ahead and it's took that. Offensive. I'm gonna say yeah. fat guy beard. Okay. Some guys, you know, why yours is really good? Because I maintain it and I put a lot of time. Into yes. It. Yeah. A. Um. B. Because it's gradual. These guys yeah, with these yeah, fat guy yeah, beards, yeah, yeah. they make a hard like Puerto yeah, Rican line. Yeah, you can't do like that. a hard no, line. No, you gotta blend. You. It needs to just grow. I go bick. <laughs> What'd you just call me? <laughs> I called you a bick. <laughs> you. You. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 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 When did the turkey gobble become popular in pop culture? Listen, okay. 
Yep. Everyone, I, I've had this conversation, cool. I think, with you. <laughs> There's this girl that we grew up with named Amy, and she was like kind of, she's a sweetheart. But she was looked it? a little bit, her name was Amy. And Amy, Amy Berger, oh, I'm pulling up her spot. But she <laughs> sort of like, she kind of like looked around very like quickly. Yeah. Like almost bird-like. So we'd be like, <laughs> That's really horrible. But she's really sweetheart. And to be fair, it was a good bit. Yeah, it is really funny. The oh thing, yeah. everyone thinks Cardi B yeah. created, but it's from a video. And it may the video may even be borrowed from something else, but it's this lady who's like, We got like she's in a hair salon and she's like, Yo, come in. We will give you cuts and I will cut you. Like I feel like a couple people have sort of wow. created characters off of this video. Yeah. And she's got this hairbrush and it's like a square flat. And she's like, This right. brush, you can do a lot of things mm. with it. You could brush hair, you could play ping pong with <laughs> it. And then yeah. she's like, Oh, crrr. Yeah. She says, Oh, crrr, a lot in the video. And actually, Marcella Arguello yeah. turned me on to this video. She's great. And yeah, she's great. And it was she years hates ago. You. We hate each other. It's like a mutual love. I love it. No, we, we love to hate yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this video is just got this like, oh, oh, yeah. And like, I think Cardi B just says it and they're like, you know, millennials just see something and they yeah. don't dig into the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people just have like. Well, why does anything start? What? Well, Big Bang Theory. They just, I, think I they just, just solved said, science. Everybody, goodbye. Thank you so much. I just much. solved science. I just solved the thing that tries to understand the meaning of life. Yeah, I yeah. just solved it all. <sighs> what is the meaning of life? Um, like, are you religious? I'm a birther. You know, it's really where you're from. <laughs> that sounded like yeah. Mormon. Are yeah, you no, trying to no, get us no, into no. Mormonism? Not, it's so stupid. Birthing is so, birthers are so, it's so stupid. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Um, are you religious? I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not. I'm not religious. I grew up Jewish. Um, I'm not a God denier. I'm an, I'm a, I'm a science approach. I'm like, let's, you know, take a look. And maybe God existed and maybe God didn't. I actually kind of find it hard to believe that God didn't exist just because. Really? Well, how did like, how does it all, unless you can understand, which we can't, the concept of infinitism, of right. infinity, because I can't wrap my head around there was never a beginning. If you, if you can wrap yourself, your head around that and you believe that, then you don't need to worry about God. But if you believe in like seeds and you need seeds to grow, where do seeds come from? Seeds come from trees. It's like this like crazy the, infinity the loop. Cycle, yeah. But if you believe that a seed was dropped by some creator and then that's how the whole thing happened. But then where did the creator, where the creator come, come from? Right. And then you know where we're right back at? Hmm. Alien. We're right back at Alien. When is Jeff Goldblum doing this podcast? <laughs> Well, it's like that whole thing about, or Will do you Smith. watch Alien? I'd rather, would, would you rather interview Gold, <laughs> Jeff Goldsmith or Will, Goldsmith. Will Bloom? Are these like the broke, the broke girls version of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith? It's Brokeback Mountain. Sorry, <laughs> Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Are Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith in love? I don't know, but maybe they are. I would have to say Jeff Goldblum. He's just so quirky. But then again, Will Smith is so prolific and profound. Yeah. They've both really stepped into their, their game yeah. as of late. Like yeah. Jeff Goldblum's style alone yeah. is like dope of the dopest. He's cool. He was, uh, he was just performing with someone who's going to be doing my show uh, on some show, Haley Reinhardt. Yeah. Yeah. And what were they doing? I'm seeing if they gave me the okay for it. Yeah, you're looking up the... the oh. Avery. See, this is what Avery has to do. He has to multitask. He's got to check his work emails while we're podcasting. This is real life. By the way, you were right. It's, I told you. Yeah. I told you. Read this book called Getting More by Stuart Diamond. Yeah. And you will be able to learn how to negotiate in your love life, your friendships, your work life at the how fucking Starbucks. How do you Starbucks. negotiate in your love life? 
It's all about getting leverage. what you want. No, what? It's, it's about le- <laughs> basically it's about leverage. Yeah, okay. And leverage doesn't have to be a uh, a selfish thing because leverage in 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 like the basic terms is just giving somebody what they want, but right. learning how to do it with a process that gets both parties what they want. What if I just appease people and and pushed over? That will lead you to a life of Jack Sex, Daniels. Sex, Jack Daniels. <laughs> Here's why I like you, and this is why you have so many only, listeners. Only because one you're... reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say something funny, but I just want to share. Go. How much I care about you, because okay. you're the you're first of all you're so nice, and you're you, and you are just a genuine <laughs> Jesse May. <laughs> However you want to say it. Messy. I feel like you're a butt coming. You're a messy J. No. Oh. The only butt coming is you pooping in, in 50, <laughs> 53 seconds. It probably will. Probably will. Yeah. Really uh, will. Do you ever pooped your pants? I mean, definitely. Yeah, for Not sure. memorably. I think, I think I try and cut it right out of my memory. It's just like a survival thing. Like, I just erase it. So probably multiple times. I just can't really pinpoint one. You laugh at yourself a lot. I, I think that's the best thing. I feel like, I don't know. Because I I don't know, maybe it's like a... Were you made fun of as a kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. So did yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it hurt you or did you find find that you could laugh along with the person bullying you? I think a little bit of both. Cool. Yeah. My, my legs, like John Stamos, the one thing that him and I share is... Certainly not a love. Not a love. <laughs> no. It's because he went and got married at Disney World and had a baby with some hooker. <laughs> no, she's a really nice person. Yeah, I'm I sure. bet. <laughs> she seems lovely. Yeah. Um, but both him and I, from the knees down, have severe insecurity about our shin situation. What's wrong with your shins? They're just very skinny. I've grown to love them. Oh, like your legs. Josh Wolf is like that. He's got freakishly weird... Skinny legs. <sighs> Can I say something? As someone whose weight rests mainly around the nipple and belly button... <laughs> Shut the fuck up about your small ankles. You know, but it's all perspective. Like the struggle is real within each person. Let me ask you this: Would you rather have skinny knee to ankle area or a fat belly? And I guess let's pick another and like fat arms or something. Yo, if I had like the gobble neck arm situation, yeah, 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 yeah. nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. That's how I feel. I would just slice that part off and put it around my shins. <laughs> I, I mean, just, you can do that. I would take the extra skin meat and put it on my shins. I'm gonna puke in my mouth a bit. You should. It makes me. It makes me like, like physically ill to like talk about like nip and tucks and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I know. I, but people, I mean, I want you. To, I want them, your listeners to do whatever they want to do with their lives, and it's great. But it's like, for me, to even thinking about it is a lot. It's just like Jesus. It, you've got to really. There's people who have like multiple plastic yeah, surgery I situations. Yeah. I mean, even like Joan Rivers. I know. She had so much. So many. And it's like, all that comes from a place of lack of self-love. All of that. Yeah. Don't you think so? Like, if you're going to go and nip and tuck, I, I feel like, yeah. you know, imagine if I had really allowed those shin, those naysayers yeah. in high school. They used to call me stilts. And they used to call me crutches. Really? Yeah. It's pretty funny. And my mom says I have legs like a deer. I mean, I get it from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I, have gaz- I look like a, a gazelle. Can I see? Yeah. Stand up for a sec. I'll show you. Ready? I wish I had heels on because you could really see. Like, it's hard to tell because I have pants on right now. But if you could, maybe like the knee really kind of pops out. You see that br- like bulbous knee? 
You're a crazy person. I am a crazy person. That's not... You have beautiful legs. No, but I'm fine with them now. It's just something John Stamos and I share, and I wish he would recognize that and get a divorce and put a baby in me. Can I get a little music to that? Yeah. (laughs) Avery! What are you worried about John Stamos? There's a massive picture of John Stamos over your... (laughs) It's like, you know what's funny about this is that if you sat on your couch right now and the TV wasn't on, because the picture of John Stamos is above the couch, you'd see the reflection of John Stamos on the wall. So you have one picture. Somehow you've defied the laws of physics and put it on two walls. Because you're a monster. You know who sent stop me that? Stop with the Stamos. Do you know? Can you imagine? Stop with can the you, Stamos. Write down stop with Stamos. I'm going to. I'm going to push that. I can just imagine you bring a guy over here and you start hooking up on that couch and all he sees is pictures of like... Dead comedians and John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> he must go. He must and go. Like, wow, you're really getting me going here. Do you have any pictures of uh, of uh, Gene Hackman? Or... <laughs> He's alive. But... You know, Oil of Olay sent me that poster when I did a campaign oh. during Girl Code because of how much I talked about him. What did I give you on the '88 show? You gave me. Uh... I threw it out. Oh no, I still have it. Was Good. it the the mat? Yep, bath mat. It's it's. I use it to step out of my car. I got it for what? It's like where I put my feet when I get out of my car, like a little mini red carpet, but it's a bath mat that John Stamos really? used to drip on. We're yeah. in your parking spot here? Yeah. It's just on your on the ground of the parking yeah, spot? Yeah, it makes me feel like fancy, like put my feet That's where awesome. John Stamos is dripped. I've never even thought about that And yet. my dog threw up on it, but right. it's there. <laughs> um, probably a homeless person as well. <laughs> urinated on it wait so who's your john stamos you're throwing so much stamos oh, shade at man. me man if i was like who was the one that i was growing up in love with yeah who did you hang on to no i'm i'm good my wife like i okay yeah. okay but like Avery, who's my celebrity leave you she, you're fine you got yeah. married Do you know what she, she once Jesus. said i was like i was like at a gig or something i'm like oh this uh this girl was like hitting on me and she's like Okay, Avery. Cool. Go for it. Like she has no confidence in my ability wow. to, to, to cheat on her. She's wow. like, "Good luck, dude." And I'm like, "Yeah." Whoa. I'm like, "Whoa." And she's like, "Well." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna do anything." <laughs> but she's I like, feel like a little bit of jealousy and like that play. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, my hand bounced on the piano by accident. <laughs> No. I never know when you're going to. Like, please feel free the whole time, whenever you want to. But don't you think, like... (laughs) Don't cheat on your wife if you want to live. (laughs) That's like Lifetime Network's new jingle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a little bit of jealousy is okay. Just a little bit. It's good. It keeps you... Every once in a while, my wife, her ex... I'm 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 sure my wife is not going to leave me, but one percent of me is like, what if she fucking bumps into that guy again? You got to have a little bit of loss. A little bit of loss is is necessary. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be like, oh, she's, just because she's married to me, she's going to stay with me forever, forever. forever. The piece oh, of paper. Oh, some piece of it. Pa- just because we committed our lives together in front of all our friends and family. Oh, we're just going to stay together forever. Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, that's really what it's supposed to. be. You're like, I just hope that's the way I just it works really out. Hope so because she's beautiful. She's wonderful. She gave me a beautiful baby and she supports me. That's how I. That's how I do it. By the way, it's it's Mary helping me. She helps me with everything with writing songs. She's like low key, incredibly funny. Like because she doesn't do stand up comedy. She but she's really good. She punches jokes up. She helps me with a lot of stuff. I don't write my own material. She just does it. I'm shut like, up. No, I do. But do you have like a a celebrity crush? You oh, must. Right, Is it when Toronto was, one? 
No, it's not like uh, Rita McNeil or something. It's um, my when I was growing up. Here's the story. When I was growing up, I had a huge crush on my uh, best friend, this girl. And she was just everything. I was like, if she would have said, do you want to get married when I was 16? <laughs> I would have married her. It was like, it was insane. But she was to, a friend. Were you friend zoned? We were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Avery? He's like a brother. Oh. It was the worst. Oh. Worst. All throughout your childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And so that was the I source was of my... Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. I got friend zoned all Same the time. Same girl? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Munt, my, my gym teacher. No, I don't know. <laughs> Miss Munt? <laughs> she used to watch us through her, her door. Her, yeah, she used to watch us through her, her gym office in the Creepy. locker room. Yep. Creepy. It was legit. I got hashtag me too in high school. Aw. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I was like in love with her and she just wasn't having it and like all good but that was sort of the how our relationship it was just like that was how our relationship was based off of so it was like weird to transition into why did I start talking about because I want to know who your celebrity crush is and your oh, pussy right. foot so, around are we going to get to Selma Jennifer Hayek or Aniston. not Jennifer Aniston but like friends Jennifer Aniston like I want cute so, girl next door right so I wanted to be raw I was Ross Oh my god! I, I just said her. I wanted to be raw. I was like, "Wow!" I want to be raw. <laughs> I want to be raw with Jen Aniston. I, want to be raw with Jen. I mean, I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she was. I that was they were friends, and then they ended the friendship. So when they ended the friendship, it was like and became lovers. I was like, "There's hope," and actually, as it turns out, there was not any hope. It was never ever going to be, and never did nothing ever materialized. But Jennifer Aniston symbolized the person that I. I wanted to be with, but also Jennifer Aniston and those those t-shirts, man. I mean, she was so like, simple. That's it. The that's jeans, really, the t-shirts, the I don't hair. Need no makeup. I don't need anything like that. Nah. I just, just simple and always hard nipples. Just <laughs> always, just <laughs> constantly hard nipples. Simple and hard nipples. T-shirt idea. Oh, those yeah. number four. Number four. Wow. I mean, we're really we're making just, a lot of money. I hope you guys what? are just. We're get. You better get stock in Avery shirts. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to do a whole marketing plan for oh, you. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I really, really, really want to. Oh, cool. Jen Aniston. I feel like. Yeah. Well, you know sure. what's funny for that? What? Jen Aniston's Greek. Stamos is Greek. So there's our common denominator. I, re- I realized who it was before Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, I mean, boobies. From Party of Five. I'm like, just boobs. Well, she was the friend, and Bailey, the guy, would never go for her. Because it oh. took them a minute to get together. And so I was always like, Bailey, are you crazy? She's beautiful. She's got D. Breast. She's so nice. She's so sweet. Just what are you like? What are you blind, Bailey? You're gonna date the weird homeless girl? Why? Because she's a project. Because she's a project. Yeah. Because you want Bailey's what you can't a, have. Exactly. And Bailey was all put together. Yeah. He wanted a project. He wanted a project, not yeah. the perfect girl. No. And I was like, look at this perfect girl. And so that was it. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Then it was Jennifer Aniston. Then it was Jennifer. It's a um, lot of Jennifer. Jennifer Garner, Jennifer maybe. Gar- no. No? Do you want to sing a song about your love for Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jen Aniston? I love how you just get right into it. When I was young (laughs) I was in love with a girl who lived next door But she didn't like me she dated this piece of shit. Just kidding. He was actually a really nice guy. His <laughs> name was Ryan. I was friends with him. It made it really hard to hate him. 
<laughs> so I turned to TV. Rachel, Jennifer, Aniston, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I forget the name of the character right now, but I'm sure it was sweet, like a Stacy or maybe a Leslie. <laughs> I used to fantasize that the three of us would have sex together. <laughs> and that's when I knew I had to grow up, because that's not possible. <laughs> But then I moved to Hollywood, and I've been stalking both of them. <laughs> With Jesse May and John Stamos, <laughs> we're going to have a fivesome. <laughs> but me and Jesse May are going to stay away from each other. I'm not. It's going to be called the Farty of Five. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Just so you guys can know, if you would have seen me right now, my hands... <laughs> dribbled off the table and I sunk into my chair. It was like, do you know, like think of the funniest thing you've ever heard in the moment, but you didn't laugh. You just respected it. That's what happened. So what's your favorite scene in a movie? My favorite? Wow, what a good question. You got to break it down by genre. There's just way too many. Comedy. Comedy. Oh, God. And there's so many like sub things. Um... One of my favorite scenes, well, just because we're under the movie poster, um, even though it wasn't Young Frankenstein, it was a Gene Gene Wilder movie. The first movie ever did with Gilda Radner called Haunted Honeymoon. Oh, I've never seen that. It's a really random, rare movie. Um, I believe it was Mel Brooks, Dom DeLuise, Gene... No, Gene Hackman was in um, Young Frankenstein, but the, the cast in... Haunted Honeymoon is just ridiculous. And it's just... Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Not Hackman. No, not Hackman. Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner, Dom yeah. DeLuise. I do believe it was Mel Gibson. I'll ha- or I mean Mel, Mel Brooks. I'll have to Google it. But there's a scene where Gene Wilder's in his bed. And the place is haunted, but they're not sure. You know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, is it haunted? Are there people in the walls? And so he's asleep, then he wakes up, and there's like this ghoulish face above him and he's like that's not real it's not real and he just tries to convince himself that it's not real and he's like i'm just gonna reach out and touch it and it's not gonna be there and everything's gonna be fine and then he like starts to finger the face and it's there and he's like gagging and freaking out it's just this like beautiful moment of physical comedy and improvisation and Gene Wilder just doing what he does, yeah. just like making a scene and taking it to the next level. He might have been, he might have been the best. You know? Just so yeah. uh, purely yeah. present yeah, yeah, in yeah, each and yeah. every scene. If you really watch his movies, yeah. Yeah. his comedic timing. And, oh, it's incredible. Right? Mine was uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, I mean, that's a fucking classic. Steve Martin and Gene Hackman. Ruprecht. <laughs> When Ruprecht and and um, uh, what's his name and John Cleese is introducing the girl that he's <laughs> uh, like f- you know like faking out to the new new brother and you couldn't make that movie right now no you could because he's playing like you know the hard R word and he's playing the what retarded oh yeah you can't yeah, say you can't do that you can't say it oh god and, uh, but he the way he does it and he's like. <laughs> this is this is my new girl. He's like mother. He's like no, not mother. <laughs> and then and then he's like 
She's at the dinner table with her and him, and he goes, they're like, what? and she's like, why does he have a fork on his, <laughs> why does he have a, um, why does he have a cork on his fork? She's like, oh, so he doesn't stab himself, and he pokes himself <laughs> yeah. in the eye patch. With, and then they go, and he goes, excuse me, may I please go to the bathroom? And she, and he's like, absolutely, yes, bro, prick. And he sits there, and his head drifts from left to right in about 10 seconds, and you see him peeing himself. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. <laughs> it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I can watch that scene. That's how I fell in love with Mary, is that we watched that scene like a hundred times. Rewind, Just laughing? Rewind, rewind. Oh, yeah. Not mother, mother, <laughs> not mother. It's so funny. It's so I mean, simple yeah. Yeah. and so honest, and so that—that's my favorite. Well, I just googled um, "Haunted Honeymoon" and Gene Wilder actually directed it. I think oh. this is directorial debut. Cool! Wow. Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner, Dom DeLuise, wow. um, Jonathan uh, Bay Pring- Brian Pringle. Do you remember mm. Brian Pringle? Yeah. Let me ask you this: because if you look back at those times and you go Gene Hackman, like all, like or Gene Wilder. All these great people, like, from 30 years ago. Do you look around... Because we hang out with some incredible people. We're very lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel... Like, do you ever get the sense you watch someone on stage or you watch someone perform, you hang out, and you're like, oh, my God, this, this person is like that. This person is going to be like that that kind of incredible talent. Do yeah. You know I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, who are you hanging out with now that's just your butt or something and, like, is going to hit some big movie and then they're... Then they get to flex their muscles, and then they get to do these incredible roles that like take off their career. Like, can you imagine watching like a young, like going to um, co- uh, uh, comedy school with like Will Ferrell, or yeah, Gilda Radner? You, you don't know, even realize. You don't it. even know. You're like, oh, like that guy was great. He was always so funny. We used to get drunk together. He was so funny. Like he was funny all the time. Like you know. But then they turn into like Bill Murray or whoever. Yeah. It is, you know, or uh, you know. Do, are you asking me? Yeah. Question? Is there someone who who you like? Or are you, you don't even have to like pull someone out but like do you ever feel like that like you're in the middle of it yeah like, like you're surrounded by it there's been a couple of times where i've been on stage and you know i just look over and there's this guy there and he's playing piano okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not placating but i do yeah. think like you've got your hands in so much that and you're so talented like every time that i've done shows even podcasts. I wasn't looking for a compliment. No, I know, but yeah. I'm just, oh. and there's other people, but you know, I just want to let you know, because we were talking about the difficulty of balancing a career being a dad. There's been so many times when I, you know, the Seven Deadly Sins show, you've come on and you've been a musical so accompaniment fun. and yeah. a comedic um, presence as well. And even just the goddamn comedy jam and the podcast and Weeds Day, anything that I've done where you've been associated with, I always get messages from people like, Avery's amazing. Like, oh. Avery is so funny. My mom even commented, and she hasn't even commented on my career. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Blake Sherman, who's like one of my uh, longstanding fans, is like, yo, Avery's the best. Is he coming back next oh, week? Blake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so everybody comments on you, and so that's, that's a testament nice. to what you're doing. And just I appreciate that. you talking about, like, um, you and I talking about just these amazing comedic powerhouses that are... Uh, so able, even though John uh, Gene Wilder's since passed, just to be in the moment and be yeah. so present. Like that's you. You're in the moment. You're present. You're reacting. Your uh, ability to pick up where it's sort of like you kind of pick the moments up, and you, it's like you keep you turn the comedy into like these balloons, and you're just like you're keeping them all from 
hitting the floor and then you're like adding confetti and music and it's like you're like magic you're magic to anything you you work on so you should just know that your kid's probably gonna fucking hate you in 20 years but you're doing (laughs) (laughs) thanks messy day that's i really wasn't fishing for that at all have you ever seen someone sitting across the table from you that just Creatively and talent-wise, just, you know, like he's Jewish, just, just little Jewish tubby, roll-out you know, piano. Roll out piano. Like, you ever see someone named, you know, Avery Pierce? That's too obvious. A. Pierce, and then you go, that guy. Is Ave Pierce. That's very nice of you to say. I look around in our peers, if you will. I've always felt that, even though he's already reached a huge amount of success in his own right, is Doug Stanhope. I was just watching a clip of him last night. I like couldn't fall asleep, and it rolled through on my Facebook. And it was the one where he's talking about nationalism. Do you, have, do you know that? I don't know it. He talks about nationalism, like in the way that if you, uh, I'm, I'm looking it up right yeah. now. You should listen. Like everyone should look up. Stug Hope nationalism is dumb. I think that's what it's called. And you talk about he talks about people like they. If you, oh fuck, I'm I'm looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Um, well, here's a here's a quote. Okay, from Doug Stanhope. Yeah, nationalism does nothing but teach you to hate people you never met and take pride in accomplishments you had no part in. Right. So is that basically the gist? That's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, this is this is I just he's so prolific. Like, yeah. the, I was laughing earlier when you were like, you can't say retard. He's got this amazing joke in his new or special. I think he did with CISO, mm. um, where he talks about how words have changed and our, mm. our sensitivities to them. He, to me, he's, he's, his career is so unique in that he's created his own space. Uh, he's got books and podcasts and his tour, and, and his own uh, voice is so woven into all of that that yeah. he, even though he, I feel like he bitches about the industry not giving him props, he's, he's created his own lane. Yeah. He's a true artist yeah, in, in my is. mind. Absolutely. And just being able to be somebody who, uh, like just saying I know him yeah. and that we've had intimate conversations oh, really? oh, and he's cool. helped me and, you know, I've produced shows for him in the past. It's just, for me, I'm like, wow, that's really cool that that's somebody yeah. who I can call and ask for advice. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you were buds with him. I mean, well, we're not like tight, tight, but he's somebody who yeah, no, I would if I you're have buds in the with past. someone if you can give him a call. Yeah, totally. And his manager Brian Hennigan has always been amazing to me as well. Do you know yeah. Brian? Uh, I don't know. He's amazing. They're they're cool. just. But I just think Doug Stanhope is such a artistic, powerful voice, and really filling a gap where Carlin or even Joan Rivers in her acerbic way would have something to say about what's going on in society, yeah. Yeah. and be able to be like. No, fuck you. We can say retard. We can right. say this word. We can say cunt. We can say all these things because underneath that, that scatological approach, if you will, mm-hmm. is um, a point in a perspective that is... <laughs> Big word alert. Big word alert. Scatological. Scatological. Later popularized in the 1960s called scat. Sorry, you were you, you were. <laughs> I just think that they have such an ability to point out the absurdity right. of uh, of what's going on in society. Yeah, just, they have such a, their fingers on the pulse. Yeah, I don't think I'm that intelligent. I think I'm like. Oh, I wasn't saying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but Stanhope is one for sure. Yeah, he definitely is super smart. <laughs> you know, honestly, even though people talk so much <laughs> shit about him, Chris D'Elia. Oh, he's hilarious. He's so naturally funny. Oh, naturally funny. I 
Yeah. Watched him murder at the yeah. improv a yeah. few weeks ago. And I honestly, like, you know, as comedians, you laugh on the inside yeah. so much. Or you say, that's, that's a funny. good joke. Right. It's painful, but it's also a compliment. You get that from a comedian because they're so tired of laughing. Yeah. That you go, oh, that's funny. And so you go for a second, you're like, are they saying that? Because I know that's like the L, you're like, are, my, are you just LOLing me? Yeah. Or do you mean that? No, it's like, I'm so tired of laughing. I'm surrounded by laughter. I just want you to know. I'm tired of laughing. Yes. But that's funny. Yeah. And you go, okay, cool. Still, if it was actually funny, you'd be rolling around. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but also, yeah, it's true. some of the magic is lost on comedians because yeah. we kind of see through the, you know, we're the looking matrix. behind the curtain yeah. and we see through the matrix. Set up the setup, the yeah. punchline. One, two, three. You get it. And you know when it's coming and you yeah. sort of understand the flow, especially yeah. when you know a comedian, you know their, their uh, intonation and the way they are on stage. You yeah. kind of can expect it. Oh, but, like Josh Adam Myers. Yeah, Josh Adam Myers. Oh, everybody. Googly Bob, Googly <laughs> but Chris D'Elia, I yeah. don't really know personally and I haven't really watched a lot of his stand-up and just to watch him live, especially when he's working through this newer stuff, He's his personality is so woven into yeah. it. It's so raw and like <laughs> just he can really stretch shit out. I do an impression. It's a physical impression of him, but it's so I just go like whoa. But then I do this thing of Crystalia <laughs> in an earthquake. So just you know, he's like sipping tea. And he's like whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. And then I do this like dance around move thing around the stage. Like I'll show you so you do can. Do you do that on stage? Sometimes I'll go like. <laughs> 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 oh my god! You made my dog bark. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Chris D'Elia impression made my dog bark. Oh, your dog loves D'Elia. Well, I think the fact that you're able to like get up and do a whole act out in my kitchen proves that you're going to be a good dad. Sweet. Not that you aren't one now. Cole does impressions of me. No. Yep. He goes like this. He go, I go, Cole, what does dad say? He goes, Bleh. <laughs> Burp? Yeah. And guess what? Spot on. <laughs> That's really cute. He does impressions of my, uh, my, my mom. He goes, what does Booby say? And he puts his hand on his cheek and goes, oi. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm like, Have you put that on a video? Uh, not yet, but I should. Yeah, yeah. I have lots of, there's certain stuff, you know, I'm, I'm going to drop eventually, but he's, cause I don't want to overexpose him. I don't want him to no, become a Hollywood kid. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about maybe putting him into commercials and stuff, but until he could remember what's going on, like till he's five and then just taking that money, locking it away till he's like 20. Why not? Because it's because it. I'm working on my own career. I know. Can you I have no time for his career. Or you I do could my be own. Like DJ Khaled, who has yeah. a whole Instagram. But I, I am that of comedy. Like yeah. I'm not equivalent to a father. He's in this in the first scene with the biggest comic in the world right now, Tiffany Haddish. You're he, DJ also, Khaled plug. of comedy. That is your fifth T-shirt. You're the DJ Khaled of comedy. Okay. There's a photo he posted. If I just went Avery every time there was a joke, if you're in the middle of your joke, and I just go Avery. <laughs> Do it, do a joke. Do okay. a joke. Okay. So I was standing up and I, you know, I went down to the, the corner. And Avery, I'm... blop, blop. <laughs> 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 then you got to keep doing it. I couldn't even do a joke because I'm just anticipating I you. Know, just wait, but I know. I wanted to wait longer, but. There's a photo of him where he put his kid in like the vent of a Ferrari. <laughs> it's just a photo of a Ferrari and his son is like in the vent part or like the, the, the light vent. Like it's like this. 
Okay. This like little oh. this this little cat. People don't know how to describe Ferraris. <laughs> <laughs> I just landed in my purse. Yeah, you did. You and the, the the ventricle, it was an aorta. <laughs> yeah, you know, the like part um, where the wind goes through. Like a through. hole? Can you say hole? Yeah, <laughs> like a hole. Like, Ferrari what? hole. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. sticking your kid in that. Yeah. And I, I made a meme out of it. I haven't posted it yet because like it. I was afraid. But you're the DJ Khaled of comedy. Thanks. Is that how you say his name? I don't care. I think it's Khaled. Um, Khaled. Yeah. Where know. Where can my people find you? Oh, okay. So can we talk for a quick second about motherfuckers? Oh, yes. Podcasts? I mean, just people in general or just? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, my podcast. Oh, whoa. You have a podcast? That's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, I have a new podcast with Sandy Danto. Uh, who is sent, a dad he's now. He's a dad now. So I became a father. Actually, I'm a, I'm a dad. A father catches his son smoking cigarette, makes him smoke the whole pack. If I catch my son smoking weed, I'm going to be like, I'm very disappointed in you. Why didn't you invite me? I, I roll much better than you do. <laughs> so my uh, podcast, so Sandy comes to me and he says, uh, my wife and I are going to have a baby. Like we're, We've chosen to have a baby. And I go, that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm so excited for your decision. They're going to start trying. He goes, yeah, because we realize that only 25% of our life is going to change. Was he serious? Yep. He's a stupid idiot, and I do a podcast with him. So, <laughs> I mean, he, I'm bad at math. That sounds like terrible math. It's awful. Um, he, he was basically like, yeah, well, you know, like, we'll just... When we go out, we'll just bring the baby with us. I'm like, do you have, have you ever taken care of an infant? Do you know what it's like? Do you it's know like how much of stuff you have to stuff, bring? You can, stuff you have to bring. You, you, if you get them calm for a second, you just want to leave them there. You don't want to like, let's uproot them. Yeah. Just got them calm. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, I'll just do sets with uh, her at the, at the comedy store. I'm like, you're out of your skull. So I was like, we need to talk about this. So you hand the baby to Theo Vaughn while he's on stage? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hand a baby to anyone, it's definitely Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, for sure. Because that's, I want my baby talking like Theo Vaughn. <laughs> gang, I gang. I think he's actually, maybe, he's, he's one of the best comics in the world right oh, now. Oh, he's so fucking funny. He's another one who's just, yeah. he's, he's in it. He's in his zone if right now. If he ever said a compliment on me, I'd be very happy. Just like <laughs> you. You know, but he's, so Sandy said that. So what we did was we designed a very interesting podcast. What this is, it's sort of, um, set up like a serial. So each episode goes from deciding to have a kid mm-hmm. to trying to have a kid to having a kid or to miscarriage to trimesters, Oof. everything. And it's unabashed. It's... Um, uh, the male's we, perspective. Well, it's... But we have... Each episode is has uh, six different perspectives on it mixed in like an NPR. Right. So we have Marilyn Ricegub, Steve Ranazizi, Josh Wolf. Uh, Pat Barker, who's yeah. a new comic, and then my doula, who's a neuroscientist and a doula, someone who is basically a birth coach. Right. And so we have five different, six different perspectives and what I went through and what Sandy went through on each episode. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's cool and it's fun. And so we're, it's like heartfelt, but it's really funny. Uh, so the first episode we talk about deciding to have a kid. And so he's like, this is where the whole 25% thing came from. And then there's these 12 episodes <laughs> that are being released. And then throughout it, we have like stand, uh, standalone episodes. So we'll have uh, the doula, Greer Kirschenbaum, with Sandy and his wife having a doula conversation. Whoa. So you can listen to what that's like if you're interested yeah. to have that. Then we have like Polly Shore for half an hour being like, dude, I didn't ever want a baby, but I almost had one. But then, you know, like it didn't work out. And then like, I was like, wait. I, like, I was like, maybe when I'm older, I'll have one. I'm like 70 or something. He know? could. Like, it's a scary yeah. thing. And Bobby Lee, we had to do that. Um, and then we're going to have Adam on as an uncle episode. Yeah. You know, because he has the kids. He's like his his nieces are incredible, yeah. like, you know, uh, Adam Ray. 
Um, He's in love with his nieces. I'm in love with his nieces. Yeah, they're, they're adorable. adorable. Have you ever met them? No, but oh. I've just seen so many videos of them. Yeah, it's really... They're so sweet. He's, they're he's, so... He's, he'd be yeah. a great dad. He, he will would, be a great he dad. He will be a great dad. Where can they find um, the podcast? So the podcast, it's a parenting podcast. It's called Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, iTunes, we, I told you about this. The drama. Us, Tell them the iTunes okay, drama. So I try, okay, do it, okay, Oh, because I, I like yeah. I got a podcast called Hilarious. They approve that in like thirty seconds. Yeah, well, with like a you he, didn't have the word smoking. fuckers in it. That's you know? true. It's so, so funny. What uh, words again? We submitted you're right. it. We submitted it as mother f uh, asterisk c k e r s. Right, and they rejected us. So we had to put three asterisks, which is u c k e r s. So, anyways, you can find us just like go at mfers podcast across all platforms. MFers. And you can find us on iTunes and you can find us on um, Streacher. Streaker. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and yeah, so if you just look it up, you will see it. And it's a picture of Sandy and me with my baby. And he's in a, has a baby Bjorn. Like I have my baby and a baby Bjorn. Don't you have like a joint in your hand? Well, Sandy does. Okay. Because oh, he's okay. the goofball. Yeah. So he has like a Sega Genesis remote. If anyone, any NHL, EA, oh. NHLers out there, is a big So fan amazing. Of that. Jeremy Roenick, old school. Uh, Doug Gilmore. So anyways, so uh, he's got like joints and beers and I'm holding a baby, my baby. And it's actually, you can see um, my uh, Cole's nursery. Yeah, see, it's yeah. awesome. And I it's love cool. the, you have the children block yeah. font. Yeah. It's, it's really well thought out. The Thanks. concept is really well thought out. Thanks. Where can they find you personally? Uh, you can find me at Avery Funny. I, I don't like my handle, but Avery Pierce must take it. It's okay. It's, it's fine. You don't say funny. You just be funny. The 88 Maybe show. Maybe I should have been Avery B. Funny. No, it's all good. Okay, oh, Avery Fine. Mm-hmm. Own it. <laughs> God, I think mine was just like... Um, oh, in the 88 show. Are you? When is this release? Like next uh, week or something? You know. In not a, today or tomorrow. Not today or tomorrow. Okay, well, last week yeah. I did a show with uh, uh, called The 88 Show. Um, I do it once a month. Follow it at the 88, the number 88, like 88, 88 keys in a eighty-eight. The 88 Show. 88 dirty diapers on the floor. Oh, boy. So many diapers. <laughs> um, and this week it, I had um, Eliza Schlesinger, Chris Red from SNL, Josh Adam Myers from yeah, the Yeah, great Jam. lineup. Yeah. The back, our backup singer, her name is Stevie Alexander, and there's Michelle Ortiz who's on Mad TV. But Stevie was in 20 Feet from Stardom, the documentary. Oh, God, that's such a great documentary. She tours with Barbara Streisand, oh. Stevie Nicks, Woo. The Roots, and just did, was the lead in the um, Game of Thrones musical tour, which was this multi-million dollar production that toured all over the world. I bet you and nerds a, were just orgasming oh, in the crowds. Just, just huge just, Star Trek boners yeah, everywhere. Just gigantic oh, Viking hard-ons. Definitely. <laughs> so she's our backup singer. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, to the show, guests come on, they do a set, I interview them, you did it, and yep. then we break into an original comedy song. Ooh. I just and then hit myself. You almost felt, you like put your elbow on the table and flew <laughs> I'm off. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, but you need to come back on because when you did it, we made up a song about John Stamos. That's right. Wait, it's like oh, John Stamos. No, love him. Wanna take him downtown to my mm-hmm. vagina? What is it? The way he acts? Is it his hair? Is it uh, his skinny uh, shins? Um, like, is it that you like it in the butt? And you're like, yeah. 
because he's Greek. It was like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got to write the quintessential John Stamos. Song. We should really put some yeah. effort. When like I come back in August, we'll do that. Oh, I have a show August. 25th, I oh, well, think. maybe I will maybe be available. We'll yes. But I want all my people to find Avery at Avery Funny. Mm-hmm. Check out the 88 show. Yep. Check out the Motherfuckers podcast. He's also a new addition to the Weeds Day every Wednesday. Yay, which I'm having so much fun a doing. A lot of fun. We're just we're just winging it. We're taking musical um, suggestions. We're yeah. doing songs together. And we're raising money for. We're raising money for End Alt, which is the Alzheimer's Association, which raises awareness for the disease and people who are suffering with it, the families who have to spend money on yeah. home care, which is so expensive. Uh, last week, actually, when we did Weeds Day, was the largest yeah. donation we had. It was like two hundred and forty bucks we raised. That's great. Which is, you know, it's better than zero. That's what I always say. Whatever you can donate. So that's every Wednesday. Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> um, I'm going to be gone. Depending yeah. on when this goes up, I'm on the road from June 28th to August 14th. So right. after August 14th, Avery will be back on Weeds Day every Wednesday oh, yeah. at 4:20 Pacific, 7:20 Eastern Standard. Right. Um, he's also going to be a guest on Hilarious when. Mm-hmm. Travis is back and available. Oh yeah, Adam Ray was a guest on that. It's a lot of fun. We can get into some more weed topics because I know what you're into and what you like to smoke, and I want to hear about yeah. what that, how that plays into being a parent, and all that. But that's a different podcast. CBD, CBD, live your life. Yeah. Um, please, guys, rate and review the Sharp Tongue podcast. Yes. It that really helps. Please rate and review Avery's podcast. Yeah. Share it to all your friends. We're doing this stuff on our own, and it helps when you guys spread the word and we also like to hear from you so if you leave us a review we know what you like and how you like it Um, and as always I hope you guys had a great week live your truth and don't be assholes is there anything you want to say Avery? live your dream in the life you imagine spoken like a true gentleman or someone that reads memes on the internet the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.